Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I love refrigerators. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Saturday, October 10th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and joining us live, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Basketball. Mm, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. <laughs> Last but not least, making the magic happen here on a Saturday, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to all of y'all joining us live right now on YouTube. We see you, the stream team. Keep your questions and your comments coming for next week's Beach Steppin' Podcast. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in, at nodunksinc. On today's podcast... We'll discuss Lawrence Frank winning Executive of the Year. That fired up a lot of people. (laughs) I couldn't believe how many people were upset with Lawrence Frank winning EOY. Uh, We'll actually look ahead to next year's title odds, but first, we're breaking down, I think it's safe to say, one of the best NBA Finals games of recent memory. Uh, You tell me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but the NBA Finals, Miami's titles chances, they're not over yet. Thanks to Jimmy Butler, Mr. Work Hard and Be the Man was just that 35 points, 12 boards, 11 assists, 5 steals. Heat hold off LA 111-108 to cut the Lakers series lead to 3-2. We will have a game six. Tass, what's your big takeaway from, uh, again, this pretty epic game five? A ridiculously great game. Yeah, definitely the best finals game in several years, whether you consider 2016 or 2013, uh, one of the better games. But this one had something that those didn't. Both superstars on, on both teams throwing haymakers down the stretch and not missing. Uh, They did not disappoint down the stretch. It was so, so fun. Those lousy NBA ratings reports, turn them sideways and stick them straight up your candy ass. This game was was so Yeah, jabronis. I love a good good rock reference from back in the day. Not not these, oh, I'm a good guy, new rock references. Let's go go back old school rock uh, when he was real PG. Uh, But uh, Jimmy Butler going right at Anthony Davis was something new in this series. Even though he's been really, really good throughout the playoffs, uh, and he took it a little bit to the defensive player of the year in Giannis Antetokounmpo, going at Anthony Davis, possession after possession after possession. Uh, it, it just didn't happen earlier in the series. It looked like the uh, Heat were uh, kind of struggling a little bit in Game 4 to solve that, but Jimmy just said, screw it. I, I need to do this. And so that performance was phenomenal. And on the other side, LeBron obviously gave it his all. And, you know, I don't know if we want to get into this right now, if we want to continue our opening arguments wherever you want to take this, Skeets. But uh, LeBron made the absolutely right play going to Danny Green, even though the Internet said it wasn't the right play. It's just that Marquise Morris grabbed that offensive rebound and shot put it out of bounds when 
he had four guys to pass to that were wide open. <laughs> or shoot it himself if he wanted to, really. Yeah, and that was probably closer to a shot than it was a pass for, right. for that, that thing for Anthony Davis. So that, that stunk, and we would all be talking about LeBron's pass out to Danny Green a lot differently if Markeith Morris just passed it to another guy and somebody hit the shot because everybody was freaking wide open. Uh, but this had it all, and guys performing at the end, uh, this was this was epic. And I'm glad for the Miami Heat uh, that we're going to a, a game six here because it, it just it, it, it solidifies what they've done here in the bubble. And, and it, it it would have been a little bit easier to dismiss people uh, or dismiss their effort if they went to just five games. People saying, oh, it's the bubble, a, a five seed uh, couldn't make it to the NBA finals in a regular situation. Well, Jimmy uh, didn't just give us that one performance in Game 3. Now the second one in Game 5. And he just needs a little more help. A little more help in Game 6. And that's why he's begging for Goran Dragic to, to come back. <laughs> but man, he's made this a freaking series. He got some help there in Game 5, though. Duncan yeah. Robinson, I'm sure we'll get to him. Kendrick Nunn, big first half after we thought this guy was, like, washed. Why is he even playing? But, Trey, where do you want to start? Do you want to go to the final, you know, really Lakers play where LeBron does pass out after he's, like, triple team sort of there and kicks out to Danny Green? Or do you want to just start with Jimmy? Take it wherever you you want to go man oh come on man you know we got to talk about jimmy butler working hard and being the man you slipped it in there but we really got to get into it he worked super hard last night 47 minutes and 12 seconds Hmm. most of it matched up against lebron i mean obviously the heat switch a whole bunch but he's taken on uh that challenge quite a bit being the man like i said guarding lebron he's taking lebron and ad off the dribble late in the fourth quarter then going to the line and hitting absolutely clutch free throws. Even Lee Ellis has to love it. Jimmy (laughs) Butler is more locked in than anyone in NBA history right now. For him, the only things that matter are basketball and coffee. Business is booming. (laughs) I mean, it seemed like game three was going to be the signature Jimmy Butler game, and we're going to talk about it for years and years like we talk about Allen Iverson in 2001. The Sixers only got one win in that series, but he's a legend for doing that. Jimmy now has two signature games. In the NBA Finals, it was awesome. And the guy's just an absolute madman. You saw the clip of him in the press conference afterwards. I mean, I'm sure they wanted to win. Thought they was going to win coming into it, as did we. It was a hard-fought game. I think it's going to be even harder for us next game. A grin. (laughs) Our chances. Oh, my goodness. That smile. Terrifying stuff for the Los Angeles Lakers. But that was just... An awesome game to watch because, like you, uh, Tass is saying, it's not that ju- just that Jimmy was playing so well. LeBron was also playing so well. Oh, They're yeah. going back and forth against each other. Then we're seeing these throwback moments from LeBron James' career. Hey, I remember when he passed to Danielle Marshall in the corner and people yep. said, LeBron, you're passing too much. No, it turns out he knows exactly what he's doing. I've seen J.R. Smith forget to pass to LeBron James after a clutch offensive rebound when you lose track of time. Same thing happened to Markeith Morris. We've run out of stories here in the NBA. We're just playing reruns now, <laughs> but it's really fun. <laughs> it is. It really, it's like the most tired cliche in all of sports. It's the, and Jimmy said this, I left it out. I left it all out on the floor <laughs> along with my guys. I mean, you hear that after every hockey game, if you've ever watched one, uh, ice hockey, sorry, Lee, where a guy will say that. Uh, but it's so damn true with this one and Jimmy Butler, like Trey was saying, I mean, Before he hits some of those late free throws, the guy is slumped over a railing. I don't think any of it was performative. I don't think any of it was like, hey, check this out. I I think the guy was just absolutely exhausted because he is leaving it all out there. And, you know, you got Spo even saying that's an image of a champion before a champion. I think (laughs) that's such a cool quote. Who knows if the Heat can actually pull this off and win two more. 
maybe down the line Jimmy Butler wins a title. But uh, what did you think? Especially like Trey said, I mean, we, he's making fun of it because you love your free throws. But that is pretty impressive to do, being that exhausted to go to the line time after time after time and knock them down. Three of these games now in, in uh, this series, he's been to the free throw line double digits times. And to me, that is when you take it out of like just trying to hit hero, play hero basketball. You're getting to the free throw line putting pressure on the referees. And there was that one big play. Well, two big plays down the end there. Mm-hmm. Markeith Morris got hit with a foul and then Anthony Davis went up for the verticality. And again, it, that's a that's one of those bang-bang plays. We've seen that sometimes be a no-call, but you put the pressure on the referees to make the call. They make the call. It, the, the Lakers didn't have a challenge. And uh, Jimmy goes to the line and knocks down those free throws. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is is making those plays where you really put your your team and yourself in a position to score. That's what that's what the uh, the Heat had to do, and that's what Jimmy made sure was going to happen because uh, you know he he's kind of bringing back the mid range game in this series alone. You know, a couple of times there, he just gets to that spot, and with those big, tired, heavy legs, he still gets those shots up and and knocks them in. But again, you you know, when you sometimes see guys settle late in games when their legs are tired, and it's like, all right, I just want to hit the hero three pointer or the deep two here. Yeah, that's what happens. But Jimmy was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to the free throw line. And the free throw line is a very good place to tell just how exhausted people are because that's where your legs can sometimes let you down. But they didn't last night on both ends as well. I mean, the Lakers were fantastic uh, themselves. And LeBron, I mean, I think in that last possession there for the Lakers that went out to Danny Green, basically Spolster and the Heat were like, don't let LeBron beat us. Let someone else beat us. Make someone else hit that winning shot. And LeBron was probably like, I think they're probably going to throw everyone at me. So someone's going to be open. Danny, stand there. This is a great spot for you. He's a veteran. He's knocked down big shots. I think they call him dead shot. Uh, He left it short. I mean, that's what happens. And yeah, I mean, the internet's going crazy. Of course, people are idiots. Um, Danny Green, though, it takes, look, it takes courage to be out there and be like, yes, I want the ball. I want that shot to win us the championship. And he left it short. But, uh, you know, that's why the Lakers got him is because in those moments they trust him to hit those shots. He just didn't hit it. I mean, that's all that happened. And, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, the outrage on the online is, is, is crazy because uh, it, that's the classic, right, the story when the ball's in the air. You know, if, he, if that ball is in the air and it's like, oh, LeBron, again, he's having such a great night. He could have taken over this game, but he trusts his teammates. They hit the shot. They win the championship. Instead, right. it's like, what are you going to do? But he had four guys on him. And, and you can see Duncan Robinson as well. He was like, I'm going with LeBron. Oh, yeah. Everyone into LeBron. Let's just make sure someone else beats us. They just didn't happen. They just didn't happen last night. But uh, an incredible game. Like one of those ones where it's just an arm wrestle the whole way. It's a tug of war. It's like, I have no idea who's going to come out on top of this. Both teams made huge plays, hit clutch shots. And a uh, great game, great series. I'm glad we're going to six. Yeah, and write the story when the ball is in the air. It would have been a really good story because Danny Green was subbed in specifically for that play over Alex Caruso to be mm-hmm. there. Uh, and he had hit two of four threes prior to that shot. It wasn't a, a dead Danny Green game like there have been in many uh, playoff games this postseason. He could have, it, it, it could have been one of those games like earlier in the playoffs where he had clanked 0 for 6. There's been plenty of those, but he had hit a couple. He had, I thought, I thought it felt like Danny Green was going to have one of those monstrous nights. He had a little bit more spring uh, in those sneaky legs. It, it, it looked like he was going to uh, have a, a great shot at it. And man, it, yeah, obviously uh, really short, and, and the ridicule is. MJ wouldn't have done that. Well, John Paxson would like to differ with that, with that comment. I mean, <laughs> right. people, it, it happens. Yeah, there was five guys on him. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy called it. Uh, make somebody else beat you. Caruso, sit. Get out there, Danny. And uh, Markeith made a, a bit of a mistake there. I thought um, 
Yeah, the, the Jimmy got two great calls in the last minute. I thought Anthony Davis definitely wasn't vertical. That was a whistle. Uh, but I, I say Markeith because that one with 45 seconds left, I don't think we got a good replay because we nah. were sitting on on uh, Jimmy Butler hanging over the uh, right. the end there. And <laughs> obviously, if you're a director, you got to stay there. Stay you on got, that shot. The uh, dramatics of it all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jimmy Jimmy needed a break. But I thought, and, and Jimmy was obviously going to the rack and not and forcing the referees to make a call. I'm not sure if there was a little bumpity bump uh, from Markeith Morris, uh, but he deserved the whistle the way he had been playing. And uh, and I love LeBron after the game. You know, it's hard to foul a guy who's been killing it on the free throw line. He knows that Jimmy Butler has been aces from the free throw oh. line. And yeah, the Heat were, uh, again, uh, 21 of 22 from the free throw line in this game. And uh, that mattered. Dwight Howard's foul mattered. Everything matters. Challenges matter. You can't challenge earlier in the game, Frank Vogel. <laughs> I, I would be like Frank Vogel. I'd be ready to throw that challenge flag uh, a minute into the game. But man, it, it, it's hard to keep it in the in the back pocket for 48 minutes if I'm if I'm an NBA coach but uh yeah they could have used it but either way I'm not upset about the officiating that was just that was just butter what a game I, I agree and it's also uh, another case to be made to get rid of some of these timeouts oh because a lot of these yeah. timeouts were gone and uh look what happened we had awesome awesome basketball a little bit more of a flow at the end of the game because there's not a score timeout score timeout score timeout it was a little bit more I mean of course there was free throws and stuff like that but that was really entertaining few things about the LeBron uh you know pass to Danny Green uh, okay if you were to criticize I guess you could say well look at what Jimmy was doing he was driving in, like you just talked about, Lee, putting pressure on the referees to make the calls. They were blowing their whistle. Maybe LeBron could have tried the same, right? I think that's fair. Guy was a monster, 40, 13, and 7. He makes the right play. I'm with you guys on that. Though I will say, it was a bad pass. I haven't seen this you know, uh, pointed at all that much. An incredibly tough pass, again, don't get me wrong. But LeBron, the beauty of LeBron is he's an incredible passer, and they're usually right in the shooter's <laughs> pocket, and that one wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was to the right. Danny sort of, you know, had to bobble it with the one hand and then dribble. Still wide open. I mean, he's still had, stepping into a wide open three. He should hit that. He's like a 40% career three-point shooter. You would bump that up even more being that wide open. But it wasn't a good LeBron pass. I, I'm sorry, because those are usually somehow just always right in the pocket, no matter what angle and what foot he's spinning off of and how many guys. So that's the other thing. And then I thought of this, Tass. I don't know about you. Dwayne Casey basically got fired. If you remember back, I think it was game three when LeBron hit the game winner versus the Raptors, obviously when he was still with the Cavs. And it was like the whole anybody but LeBron, anybody. And they didn't do that really. And it was an incredible shot that he hit, but that's what when everyone was like, just run three, four guys that'll make anybody else on the Cavs beat you. They didn't. And that's where Masai Ujiri reportedly like sort of went off and like, what are we doing? So good on Spo and good on the Heat for saying basically... We're just going to run everybody at him. We know he's going to have the ball and just see if he'll barrel into four or five guys. We're less likely to get a whistle in that instance. It's not the one-on-one situation. And then, of course, LeBron makes the pass anyway. So, you know, just a little credit there to Spo and obviously the game plan of, like, anybody but Bron. And that, and it worked out. And, yeah, Markeith Morris still had a chance. That's the funny part about all of this. And like you guys pointed out wisely, he had so many options. He could have shot it. He could have passed KCP, could have passed LeBron, probably could have even gone back to Danny Green if you wanted. And AD did have a bit of a oh, seal yeah. there. And it's just a garbage, garbage pass. I mean, it's yeah. just, like you guys said, it's 10 feet high. It wasn't even close. But it's probably there. It's going to be a foul or a dunk or maybe both if it gets to him. So, yeah, what a game, though. What a game where it just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the support that 
Jimmy did get because Duncan Robinson, I think Trey, you had said it when we were trying to make predictions for this game. You're like, look, the Heat could have one of these games, you know, to, and Lee, you've said it multiple times too, where Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero can hit six or seven threes, and that's a bit of a game changer. And Duncan in this one, my God, the shots. I mean, that it's incredible how fast this guy runs to a spot, elevates, and the ball's already out of his hands, like in a blink of an eye. And then you got a bunch of Lakers like pointing at each other going, well, who's man? What What are we doing? Why are we leaving this guy open? But it's so easier said than done to just stick to him, Lee. Absolutely. And uh, he was feeling it last night because he was talking a little bit of trash there to uh, Kyle Kuzma after he got that four-point play. But there was also a really crucial play where Jimmy Butler went inside, got fouled, like, it looked like he was going into his motion, and the ball went in, but they caught it side out. And so you thought that's a huge play there, the potential three-point play. But out of that play... Out of the side ball, Duncan Robinson hit another three anyway. So mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, a huge possession there for for the Heat because it was like, man, if they don't score on that possession, that's a, that's a costly one because I thought it was the and one there for Jimmy Butler, but Duncan came back uh, and knocked in the three anyway. But yeah, he look, these guys, both of them, him and Tyler Hero, we know they're capable of getting hot. And if they can feel that early on, then it tends to they tend to just play a better game. And Duncan Robinson last night... You could see him hunting down the ball. He was like, I need the ball tonight. I'm feeling it. And he went seven for 13 in the end. And I think every one of those ones that he hit seemed to be like someone close enough to him there as well. Uh, like he was firing away just because he just had the feel last night. And, and you could see KCP a couple of times on him and Hero right up on, on as close as they could possibly play him. But Duncan was still trying to find his spot because he just knows that if he could get that shot off last night, he was going to knock it in. So uh, this, that, that was such a huge contribution from him. Uh, other guys played well as well. I mean, you know, Bam didn't have a great game himself statistically, but I thought Tyler Hero was good again. Kendrick Nunn, you mentioned him already, Skeets, here in that first half. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's found money for him considering what they've got out of him so far in the series. But he's a good three-point shooter. So if he can go out there and contribute something for them as well and keep that scoreboard ticking, then uh, it just changes so much for Miami that even when Jimmy has a big game, he's just not carrying the workload the entire game. So uh, really, really impressive stuff. And uh, and again, the free throws for Miami, 21 for 22. I mean, huge. And Tyler Hero, hit though, even after Markeith Morris threw the ball out of bounds, you know, it was still a one-point game. Yeah. Tyler Hero yeah. hit to hit those two clutch free it's throws true. again. Uh, and and LeBron still got another shot off. Not a, not a great one, of course. But, uh, I mean, that just shows how close that game was at the end. Even with all the craziness that had happened, Lakers still had a chance to at least uh, take it to overtime. Yeah, Duncan had one open look really early in the game, and then he had another open one that he that he missed, but he was just in a rhythm, and, you know, all of the Heat basically talked about it afterwards, how persistent he was getting to his spots and getting to open shots, and it played out in the Heat hitting 14 threes the first time they've reached their season average during the finals. And, you know, it all comes down a little bit to putting Jimmy Butler as the role, man. I thought that was a brilliant move by Spo yeah. as well to kind of get him a little bit of separation from Anthony Davis and make it so that Jimmy's not having to dribble into AD every single time because AD's got the speed and the length to be able to challenge him at the rim. So, you know, by putting him in a little screen and roll action, Butler's able to catch the ball kind of right in the middle and make a play for somebody. It it ended up being a nice shooting night for Duncan Robinson, 7 for 13. I was a little worried that Jay Crowder was going to be the John Starks in this game. He was popping away. He ended up 2 for 9, but he hit a big one. But basically what ended up happening was the Heat finally had a game where they were able to outshoot the Lakers because the Lakers' shooting stats look pretty good because LeBron was on fire from 3. But the rest of the Lakers, if you take out LeBron shooting 8 of 29 for 3, Obviously, the big one was Danny Green at the top of uh, the key there at the end, but it was 
all night, the Lakers, others were kind of broke from outside. KCP was hot for a little bit, but he was cold come the fourth quarter, and the Heat were able to keep the Heat up. Yeah, <laughs> it is weird to see the Lakers lose a game where LeBron is basically Steph Curry. <laughs> He's uh, you know hit, stepping in confidently into the threes. There's some deep ones. Had a bunch of logo threes, guys. Oh, uh, wow, it's some yeah. super deep from that <laughs> giant from the logo. short porch. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, they deserve the asterisk though for the logo. That's true. Yeah, but uh, but it was it is crazy task to see again LeBron when he's locked in like that with the jumper with the three pointer for the Lakers to lose. But I think like Trey said, it's it was LeBron and it was Anthony Davis, and then it was. Not a whole lot of else. Not a lot of contributions from the other Lakers, as they're being called. I mean, they shot poorly, the rest of the guys. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't put this on KCP, man. 16 points from KCP. Oh, well, he, uh, somebody else has to step yeah, up. Yeah, no. I would have preferred LeBron's pass when he got into the lane there instead of going to Danny Green. A nice wrap to KCP in the corner. Mm. Uh, I think I think KCP was ready to give him the short porch in that corner there. And he hit that other one uh, a little earlier in in the fourth. Uh, a lot of jokes going around. Of course, there's some, hey, are we sure Jimmy Butler isn't the finals MVP? And of course, how about KCP for MVP? Uh, you know, being that the third guy there. Yeah, they, they definitely needed somebody else. Uh, now, KCP and LeBron James tied for the lead in three-pointers made for the playoffs uh, for the Lakers. Uh, I thought Anthony Davis, although he put up 28 and 12, and he obviously aggravated that heel injury. After yeah. that, he 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 did all he could on the defensive end, uh, big time against Jimmy Butler. But I, I don't think he had it on the offensive end. He just it just kind of faded. Like he can score uh, against this team, and uh, it just kind of faded away after uh, after an incredible first quarter to start. Um, I think he is gassed a little bit, and I think. Uh, you got to worry about Jimmy Butler a little bit. Uh, I, I brought up Goran Dragic right at the beginning because after Jimmy Butler's 40-point performance in Game 3, he slowed down in Game 4. Uh, I, I don't think it, it is performative whatsoever that he's hanging out tired. Uh, the talk while watching uh, you know, him him go, go down to 22 points in Game number 4 was, oh, he's tired. And I think we'll be saying that in Game 6. Like He can't do this every single game. There's just no human who can do it. MJ, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, but but it's just it's just so freaking hard. So I think that's why he was in his postgame uh, interview with Rachel Nichols saying, you know, I know number seven wants to come back, and that's Goran Dragic's number. He wants to come out here and play with the boys because, yeah, Duncan gave it gave him 26. I know Bam wants to be a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, but they could use Dragic real, real bad right now because, Jimmy, you can't expect him. To have a 40 and a 35 and keep freaking doing this. I mean, I do. Just, I yeah. do. I've seen it. I've seen Jimmy play 48 minutes time and time again in the playoffs. I'm sure he'll be ready to do it come game six. Will he have another 30 something point triple double? Who knows? That's a rare thing that happens in NBA history, but uh, Jimmy's just putting them in his pocket right now. I'm sure he's ready to go 48 in the next mm-hmm. game. Are you saying, Trey, if the Heat come back to win this, Jimmy has two more monster games, plays a ton of minutes, that Tibbs should also get a ring? For the Heat, he conditioned them. I would say that the Heat have to retire Tom Thibodeau's jersey just like they did MJ's. There we go. I'm with you on that. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to do. But the big difference, though, Tass, I will point out. You're right. I mean, fatigue. I'm sure came into play from game three to game four. I'm talking about with Jimmy was the change in game four was well, we're putting Anthony Davis on him. And in Game 5, again, credit to Spolstra. You said it there, Trey. They made him a roll, band, roll man a little bit more. I thought they switched up the screens where they were screening him. They just, you know, did these little things 
And it helped that Anthony Davis was hobbled a little bit. Let's point that out too. Um, that ha- that helped unlock Jimmy a little bit more. So now what will be Vogel's adjustment to that? Um, and, and whether or not they can slow Jimmy again. Because, yeah, I ain't betting against this dude. This guy, I mean, he's sort of like, he's starting, I'm starting to think like he's one of those weird people that run like ultra marathons, you know, like Paul Flannery out there. It's like, why don't you just run a normal marathon? That's a lot of work, man. That's tiring. But there's these people... They live with this pain. They love the pain once they get to mile 40. Like, it's something euphoric to them. Jimmy's this guy, man. I'm tell- He's, like, wired like this. He loves being tired. He loves this, like, battle that's going on, <laughs> both mentally and physically. And it, like, it fuels him, Lee. Yeah, you know what yeah. I've always said about Paul Flannery? All he wants to do is work hard and pee the flan. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I prefer a flan, too. Uh, no, listen. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, you know, you, you sort of mentioned it there as well after the game. He should be exhausted and sort of happy and a bit euphoric, but instead he's almost like just a crazy killer. You know, he's kind of like, uh, I'm just messing with the Lakers right now. I wanted LeBron to have a 3-1 lead. What's that reference you talk about in uh, in uh, Rad There's oh, oh, Bart Taylor. Oh, yeah. He's almost again. like, he's like I'm just going to torture LeBron and the Lakers here uh, a little bit by giving them the 3-1 lead and then just by crushing them at the end of it. But no, this is, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen in game six now because this series has just been going back and forth. And Anthony Davis, that injury, that, that, that heel... Um, it's hard to say really if it's going to bother him or not because he looked it looked bad when he first went down. It was a non-contact injury, and he sort of he sort of hobbled off to the side. It took a while, but then you know, I mean, again, if you're playing, you're 100. percent That's what guys kind of say. Like no one's going to make an excuse. And and again, he I mean, he had a quiet what 28 points. I think he finished with. Oh, yeah, it was quiet. It was it, it was, it was quiet. It, but that just shows how he how easily he can go yeah. and get it if he wants it. Um, so uh, you know, I don't expect them obviously to make any excuses or anything like that. And if he plays, uh, the guy's healthy because that's that's just what happens in the playoffs right now. Because if you saw Jimmy walk off from his um, press conference last night, he looked like he needed a walking stick, you know. But you know that he's not going <laughs> to uh, make any excuses himself. He's going to go out there. And again, that mid-range game, that that to me is really, um, is really special because he's bringing that back. And he's so. Why do you keep saying bringing it back? We just saw Kawhi Leonard do it last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's the exact same thing. It comes yeah. back every playoffs. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. But, it, but listen, you don't see a whole lot of it from guys no, doing I it. I agree with that. But we saw the, it last year in the finals. Right, yeah, but the remember Kawhi, Kawhi does shoot threes a lot more than Jimmy Butler shoots three. Jimmy doesn't shoot. I think Fair. he only. I think he took three last night and hit one because it just seemed. It's like you, Skeetsy. It's just about a foot out of his range. You know, <laughs> he just can't shoot those <laughs> threes. No, I'm not. Hey, listen, I'm not saying that's your game. You're more a mid-range shooter like that. But uh, but Jimmy Jimmy basically last night and and we've seen this series. If it's not Anthony Davis, if it's basically anybody else, he's like I can either step into a mid ranger or he can do that sort of slow motion move into the paint where you know mm-hmm. what's coming. Yeah. But he steps steps back and knocks it in. So uh, you know he, he's got he's got that confidence in his game that he's like I can score on basically anybody here. And it's not that he can't score on Anthony Davis, but it's wise to not try to keep going at the guy who can uh, who can contest and block so many shots. And he's getting those guys. He's trusting those teammates to hit those threes. And uh, yeah, Jay Crowder. Oh, I hope he I hope he finds that form he had against the Celtics and the uh, and the Bucks. Or it's more the Bucks and the uh, Pacers really because uh, oh man, he's clanked a few. He's, he's oh. 
But uh, anyway. Hey, yeah. let the record show that I beat Lee Ellis in many three-point challenges, okay? <laughs> just, I just want the record to show that. You know that no, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, it's, your, your, your strength is just a foot inside, man. That's <laughs> it. Right. It's it is. weakling arms, man. It's kind of, it's, it, listen, at the end of the game, it's like, listen, if Skeetsy wants to try to win on a three, let him do it, man. We'll oh, live with that. Wow. We'll live with that. <laughs> that's the game plan. That, oh, that's geez, the scouting no, report on Skeetsy. I'm going to be in the gym all offseason, man. He's gonna, he's gonna you got to love with giving something up to greatness. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. If Skeetsy's got that quick first step if you beat you he could do one of those oh, layups right. you know so give him, give him <laughs> the deeper shot <laughs> well this was awesome again if you didn't watch this game go back and watch it um because after duncan's three with like what three fifteen, let's say to go that put miami up two. it started a stretch here where the next nine scoring possessions from either side resulted in a tie or a lead change it was one of those awesome awesome games where it's like back and forth tied or they switch and uh you know who's in the lead and that's what you want obviously in, in a finals game here so we'll see i have a question to ask you talked about fatigue and and it's fair like can jimmy do this again will spolster continue with seven guys <laughs> i mean that's all he played in this i mean these guys are going to be exhausted and at least between games four and five they had the uh bit of a longer break now we play on sunday again in game six what do you think he's got no choice i don't think I, like, kelly olenick is the guy he took out and and half of Solomon Hill, who's sort of playing a little bit in this series. But it, it is a little strange that Kelly Olenek has contributed to great offense in this series, especially while Bam was out, uh, that they took him out. I think you could – it's it's desperation time, so probably not. But you can bring Kelly Olenek back. And, and, and listen, I, if you look at those seven guys, three of them are – basically rookies Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunnar and and Duncan Robinson played a little bit last year it's just I I'm not going to question what uh Eric Spolster is going to do in in game six because the guy is playing literally guys who have barely played mm-hmm. in the NBA have barely these two guys uh have haven't seen uh barely any NBA ball and, and Duncan Robinson played a touch last year almost half of them it's it's ridiculous what they're doing and so I don't know. I mean, uh, I think they're they're riding Jimmy obviously a lot. Um, they're riding uh, their their starters a lot, but they'd be happy to get Dragic back. I think that's uh, that's one guy they they're 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 yearning for. I don't know. I don't know if he can come back though. I, I, we didn't see any footage of him struggling through a, a pregame warm up in Game Five like we did no. in Game Four. Oh yeah, that was tough to watch that clip where it's like basically in tears, right? That he's not going to yeah. be able to give it a go. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, look, this helps the Heat. The, the more and more games, days that pass, you're more likely to get Dragic back. And also, yeah, Anthony Davis is always more likely to get injured, which is uh, we've now reached that point. And we'll see what his heel is like for game six and whether he plays. And Bam, too. I mean, Bam was also a guy I was like sort of forgot at times he was even playing because he is so you know limited because of his injury. But, again, more time. Maybe that helps him. So we'll see. This is awesome. This is pretty fun that we got game six. Sorry, go ahead. Bam is some chippies, too. So I think think you got to expect him, if you're Jimmy, to be a little bit better. And I will say about Eric Spolstra, I mentioned basically three rookies playing from the seven-man rotation. Uh, It it seems like he's already looking forward to the draft and getting another rook in there. And I wonder if this is tampering. Because he said post-game he was remarkable about Jimmy. Exceptional tonight. Uh, just from a competitive standpoint, I really mean that. The draft is coming up a month. They should study Jimmy Butler as a two-way player. Spo, he's already recruiting. He's already recruiting guys to come join and be part of uh, part of the heat uh, a little bit. But that's exactly what players should do. Uh, study a guy who, uh, as actually was on the lead podcast on The Athletic about his college years. He went to junior college and then he ended up at Marquette. 
and, and turn himself into a freaking uh, star. No one really expected him to be this uh, by any means, but as Trey likes to say, the man likes to work hard. And it started back in, in Juco and then to Marquette. And uh, man, some great stories there on that podcast if you want to listen to Jimmy Butler's uh, rise as a ball player. And by the way, he's finals MVP if the Heat win. <laughs> it's like, uh, I he mean, should get votes if they don't win the championship. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, LeBron and AD have been lights out. LeBron in particular, I think he has finals MVP wrapped up, but it would not be surprising to see Jimmy get a vote here or there. Yeah. Wasn't LeBron, wasn't LeBron close in, I think, 2015 when the, when the Warriors won their first one? Yeah. I think LeBron finished second maybe because he yeah he i think he got some votes i, I yeah. think it was, i sort of think it has to go seven i don't know why personal yeah. opinion if it does if jimmy has another monster game then yeah i mean sure someone might throw him a vote and rightfully so i mean but yeah what lebron and him are doing right now i mean i guess i guess i guess lebron and kd were doing similar things right when they were battling in finals in terms of just like pure numbers and stuff yeah. like that big shots uh, so that's a, this is a blast very cool way to sort of end this season where the Heat are uh, fighting once again to at least give us six games and maybe we get seven. We'll find out on Sunday night. Anything to add to this one, gentlemen? Well, you know, of all the stories that have been repeated here, we also kind of got a little bit of the repeat of when the Spurs or when the NBA brought out the yellow the yellow ropes, ropes for the ropes, Spurs yeah. during game six 2013 because apparently they had confetti cannons and everything ready for the Lakers to win this thing in five. You know, LeBron... He texted him, said, this is a must win. This is a huge game. That news came out before the game even started, which was, it's got to be a little bit worrying when the motivational ploys come out ahead of time. Usually you hear about them afterwards. They're like, look how great this worked. Did not pay off this time. Mm, To find out ahead of time. Save the story for afterwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the Lakers go to the Mamba jerseys, too. They weren't scheduled yeah. to wear those, but they're like, well, we everybody might thought this was over. For we sure. might Dave, end this. Davis yeah. had the gold shoes out there as well. Yeah. But, uh, but that's the thing now with LeBron. He's texted them twice now, say, this mm-hmm. is the most important game of my career. Like, he can't text it again, can he? Got to go to their rooms. Got to knock on their door. <laughs> yeah. Well, get, a little, uh, yeah, a little message. Or yeah, is he going to say, like, okay, guys, this time I really mean it. Tonight yeah, yeah. is the biggest game of our lives. A couple Let's more exclamation on. marks yeah. on this one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I will say, like, they ha- the game is so tight, they have to be prepared for a Lakers, like, championship, yeah, right? Yeah, they do have yeah. to have, like, stuff ready to go, but... Uh, yeah, you know Jimmy and them are looking over at those, and not tonight, not on our watch, damn it. Um, no, we're going to have some more practice. coffees down here. Yeah. You got to practice. You got to practice with those confetti cannons because you know, we've had a few in the starter studio before. Those can really <laughs> malfunction. Those they are can. hard. They're hard to work. And so, yes, they had the Larry O'Brien trophy in the Louis Vuitton case for mm-hmm. the first time, uh, ready to be pulled out. Not happy that the Larry O'Brien has a Louis Vuitton case as its home now. Like, Why? Come on. It doesn't have to be sponsored. Take, yeah, go the way go the way of ice hockey. The Stanley Cup is in a case. Mm. It's guarded by one man, twelve right. months of the year. Uh, he's a great man. There's great <laughs> stories on it. Just put it in a black case. It just it it cheapens it a touch that you have to sell it. I mean, I I'm willing to be sold for anything. I'm not I'm not saying I'm above that. But at the fact the fact is, a Louis. I mean, I, I I tweeted. Does it come with those? Dumb brown Louis Vuitton shoes. Does every uh, every player get one of those? Uh, I wasn't wasn't thrilled with that, but it is funny though because yes, they have to be ready, and they also have to ask these uh, voters to have their vote ready as well. So with 46 True. seconds left, yeah. the athletic Sam Amick he said, uh, "I finally put my vote in with 46 seconds left, and I voted for LeBron." Right. And well, uh, you have to if it was a five game series. 
Yeah, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. And especially the way AD has, has changed uh, the last yeah. few games. LeBron has, has taken over. Uh, I yeah, did... LeBron is winning finals MVP of the Lakers win, and Jimmy is yeah. winning finals MVP of the Heat win. I don't think there's much more to discuss with finals MVP, sorry. It may be, to, except... Oh yeah, does the does the guy on the losing team warrant a vote to, or two? I guess I don't know. That's it. That's all we're at. I'm sorry, that story's done. It's 88 winning it from LeBron, and if the Heat win, of course Jimmy's getting it. It's not going to Duncan Robinson. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, unless he hits Duncan. another uh, yeah that 20 was... <laughs> threes over the next two games. Yeah, maybe I guess. I guess it's possible. Uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, just I guess before we wrap this up, let's get the predictions out there. Sunday night, Trey, what do you think? Do we see the confetti go off, or do the Heat force a game seven, baby? We going to game seven, baby! Uh-huh. I'm not picking against Jimmy right now. The Lakers, no doubt, should still be the favorites. They should be the favorites in every game. You saw what LeBron just did in a closeout game. He had an incredible game that's going to be forgotten about just because it's going to become the Jimmy Butler game part two. But if the Lakers are able to pull that out, pull that one out, we're talking about that in the history of LeBron's greatest games. The guy was incredible. It just ended up Danny Green didn't even brick a shot from the top of the key. He... I don't know, whatever the ingredients that go into making a brick are. That's what it was because he barely even got it there. Uh, but yeah, that was an incredible game by LeBron. I expect the same in game six, another finals MVP type performance, but it is fun to be on the Jimmy Butler train right now. So I'm pouring up some big face coffee and drinking it down. All right, fair enough. What do you what do you got, Lee? Oh, who doesn't want seven game series now? I mean, this would be incredible if the Heat were able to pull this off because remember when they were down 2-0, it looked like a sweep for sure, yeah. especially without Bam and Dragic. And now Jimmy has just like just grabbed his team by the scruff of the neck and said, we ain't going home yet. And uh, I mean, a game seven would be a perfect way to end this incredible bubble season. So yes, come on, Heat, let's make it seven. Okay, Tass, predictions, you like seven too? I like seven, but mm. I think it's going to end in six. Uh, mm. It's. I just think Jimmy can't do the same thing. He's done it twice in this series in five games, but it's... It's asking a friggin' lot. So somebody, if Bam has a, a phenomenal game, yeah, yeah. Uh, that could help out. But even if he goes down in six, I do agree, he's going to get some finals MVP votes. Uh, Ibrahim Xe wrote in the chat here, LeBron got four out of 11 votes in 2015, and that is correct. Verified. There you go. Okay. Uh, that's, and the, the other seven went to Andre Iguodala, if you remember. Zero for Stephen Curry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, still wild. Uh, I'm with you, Tass. I do think it ends. Uh, I guess... Uh, I'll go Lakers winning on Sunday night, but I also thought the Lakers were going to win this game. Uh, again, through a whole chunk of this game. When LeBron was locked in, when LeBron's hitting threes, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not going to beat him. Uh, and they did, because Jimmy was uh, just as spectacular. So, uh, I, uh, look, I won't be angry with the game seven, but put me down for a Lakers uh, winning on Sunday night. We will see, though. All right, we got lots more still in today's podcast, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. 
Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. All right. Well, we got some, uh, well, news. I guess we can call it news. I got some questions for you guys and everyone joining <laughs> us live on the stream team. We're still waiting to find out our uh, bubble champ, right, to be decided, but it's never too early to start thinking about next season when it comes to us. So Bet Online has the Lakers, guys, as favorites to win the 2021 NBA championship at 4-1. to Followed by the Clippers at five to one, the Warriors and Bucks at nine to one, and then the Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets at twelve to one. But they've got the odds for every team. So I know you guys have taken a look at this. I'm sure maybe our, a lot of our listeners have as well. Trey, we'll go to you first. Um, do you have do you have your a, a best bet for next year's champion, or maybe even a craziest bet? You can go I do either or both. Well, it makes sense to me that the Lakers and Clippers are up top. There's both obviously great teams. The Lakers are very close to a championship. The Clippers, they flamed out. Everybody knows it. But they're still going to be better next year just because these super teams that get put together, usually their first season together, they're still figuring things out, however all the pieces fit. And then mm-hmm. once um, once the rest of the league sees the success, those veterans that really want a ring will hop on for cheaper. So I'm not surprised to see the Lakers and Clippers atop. But... The best bet might be the Golden State Warriors. I keep forgetting about the Warriors coming back (laughs) and assuming that they should be a championship contender next year. Assuming Steph Curry is back at uh, his pre-injury level, which it was just, you know, his hand, so it shouldn't be a big deal. Klay Thompson, I guess, is a little bit more of a question since it'll be two years off almost for him before he comes back. And Draymond Green definitely slowed down this season, but was he less motivated? Probably. He's yeah. been going hard uh, doing commentary and going hard on Twitter, so I assume he can ramp it back up once the season comes. But at 9-1 to one odds, you got to like the Warriors a little bit. I think that, um, I don't know if they're going to be the third best team in the league next season, but you can see a 1-10 in chance of the Warriors looking incredible again and being a title team. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. What do you think, Lee? Do you agree with that, with the Warriors? Yeah, well, they have that number two pick, which I think they are going to trade uh, because they want to get a veteran who's ready to win. So to sort of complement those players who are in their win now uh, window. But interesting is, Lee, I saw the Miami Heat too, a 14 to 1. Uh, and there's so many rumors about things that they will be doing next season as well. And just from the performance you've seen from them this season, mm-hmm. makes me think that the Heat will probably make a splash somehow, whether it's a trade through free agency, through the draft, whatever it is. Uh, so 14 to 1 for a team that's already there right now, I think it's pretty juicy odds. I mean, I don't think Giannis is going there, but uh, maybe Oladipo finds his way there. They've got Dragic, who's a, a free agent. They'll probably bring him back on a smaller contract. So they've got some payroll. Uh, they, they've got some cap space there. They can bring in some players. And uh, it's the sort of thing now, this has just really reinforced what the heat is all about. That culture of like, we're always competitive. We're always a chance. Come to Miami and you could be uh, competing for a championship. Because if you look at the Eastern Conference, I mean... The Brooklyn Nets, everyone's expecting them to be good next year, but it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, just for KD and Kyrie to sort of get on the same page. I mean, they're going to be great if they're at their best, but we saw when Kyrie played uh, in Brooklyn this season, you know, it took him a while to sort of figure things out, and, and, and they didn't. the season didn't end the way they wanted it to. The Raptors, you think they're probably going to take a little bit of a step back from where they were this season. The Celtics, interesting. I'm not sure how they're going to go next season. So uh, I think at 14-1, to 1, the Heat, that's, uh, that's pretty appetizing. Okay. Okay, yeah, I mean, the two teams, like Trey said, the Warriors 9-1, to because you sort of forget about them, and are they a title favorite right away if everybody's healthy? And then, you, like you said, the Nets, are the Nets like this year's Clippers, right? right? Now you got your stars, you're expected to go win a title right away, but that's usually not how it goes in the NBA. It does take a year or two, So, but they're an interesting pick, I think, at 12-1. to Tass, where does your eyes go? 
Well, the poor Denver Nuggets, uh, they just they got there to the conference finals. And now those three monstrous teams at the top of their conference, the Warriors joined the Lakers and the Clippers. And I believe the Warriors uh, are definitely legit. And if they trade that number two pick, which they should for another part that you'd imagine is a pretty solid part to mm-hmm. join Clay, Steph, Dre, and I'm not going to say Wiggins quite yet, but, uh, you know, we, to j- join that threesome, uh, it's... That's a spectacular team. So I feel bad for the Nuggets there, but they have a tough, tough task. And I guess it's not really disrespect to the Eastern Conference that the top three teams on this list are from the West. Uh, but I am a little surprised that the Boston Celtics are below the Bucks with their performance mm. and the fact that their team is going to be the same, even though John Hollinger wrote about the, the tax implications for keeping all these guys. They're young. They're stars. Uh, more experience. I, I, I expect them to be great. I am looking forward to seeing what the Bucks do this offseason. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just I would jump the the Celtics up there over the Bucks, and everybody gets really excited in the offseason for the unknowns for the teams that you don't know. So the Nets, they look juicy on paper, uh, just like the Clippers and, and last year and the Lakers at the same time last year as well. So it's not surprising the Nets are pretty high on this list, but doesn't mean they're going to be great, even though they have two freaking stars and they have six coaches, according to Kyrie Irving. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at this point. They could be just average. They really could, which is dumb to say about a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving team. But it doesn't mean it's going to work. So I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that just from a curiosity perspective. The biggest surprise from this list to me because somebody was drinking the bubble juice. The Phoenix Suns, 40 to 1 odds to win the title. <laughs> the same as the Jazz and the Pelicans. Higher than, you know, like a lot of teams that are bad, I get below them, but like the higher, much higher than the Thunder and the Grizzlies and the Hawks and the Bulls and all the Pacers. And so, like, that's 40 to 1 for the Suns. Like, I love Devin Booker, but whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll a little bit here. So uh, maybe, hey, look, maybe the Suns fans are going to jump on that early. Get in there. All right, that's a fun one. All right, next one here on Thursday. I teased this off the top. Clippers president of basketball ops, Lawrence Frank, was honored with the NBA Executive of the Year Award. Frank, you know, obviously helped orchestrate the franchise's biggest offseason moves ever by signing Kawhi and trading for Paul George. He received 10 first place votes. He earned 61 points from a panel of NBA team basketball executives. That's who votes on this. Thunder GM Sam Presti finished second. Heat president Pat Riley finished third. Lee? go to you surprised by the Lawrence Frank pick are you as angered as Twitter was with this selection um I I wasn't angry but I I was kind of shocked when you look at how the Clippers season ended now they did the voting before the season's ends of course there um but it's just kind of like I mean uh Kawhi Leonard wanted to go to the Clippers Paul George wanted to go to the Clippers and (laughs) Sam Presti basically just said all right well just give me all your assets and you can have the guy who doesn't want to be here anymore. Um, and I think I think it's more just people kind of mocking the Clippers because it's like you did all that, you were the favourites, and then you blew a three-one lead in the conference final, uh, conference semi-final, excuse me. Uh, so it was more that um, people just kind of piling on the Clippers, like you win this meaningless, largely meaningless award for a season that ended in a really big disappointment for you, uh, especially when you got the two stars. I mean, you, you had a great off-season by getting those two stars, but what's the long-term payoff if they if you know they're both free agents at the end of next season so maybe it was all for nothing in the end but uh it's also just funny when you think Lawrence Frank because it's like it doesn't feel like he's the only one there like you feel like like the ownership there with Steve Ballmer and Doc Rivers is involved as well like it's it's such a collective collaborative effort 
Um, so for Lawrence Frank to get it, you're kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, I know he was in Toronto watching Kawhi for the whole season <laughs> you know, the year before. But but again, it's it's these awards, have, you know, most of these awards are a bit silly. But, you know, again, these guys wanted to come to the Clippers. Lawrence Franks basically just had to sort of make sure it would happen. Well, hold on. Kawhi said, I will go to the Clippers if you get me another superstar to play with me. So, you know, Jimmy Butler's name was being thrown around, Paul George. So he did have to orchestrate that. But I'm with you. Sam Presti (laughs) took him for everything. And the Thunder were better. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't really know how he sort of doesn't win this award. It, I think it's yeah. a bit surprising that Frank got it. Um, but I don't care enough to get all upset. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Uh, but, Trey, what do you think? Uh, I'm with you, Skeets. I don't care. Um, <laughs> because how can you possibly get upset about this? The other GMs voted on it. So that means there are 30 votes. You can't count up 30 votes in, like, a night. Why do we have to wait until the Clippers <laughs> right. are eliminated with an embarrassing elimination for them to get all these awards? They also took home the Hustle Award, something nobody's ever heard of, but <laughs> they're just in a tough spot because the Clippers, you know, they had a great offseason last year. They had a solid season this year. Despite everything that happened with L.A., this is still the farthest they've gone in the playoffs. they got to be happy getting to a Game 7 of the second round. Uh, But it just looks brutal because of how things ended. (laughs) On the other hand, you look at the Lakers. They're still going. People assumed there would be um, problems in the locker room bringing in Dwight and Rondo was already there. LeBron's a big personality, obviously. Davis had his kerfuffle with the Pelicans. There was nothing like that. But if you sign LeBron on your team, you're just forfeiting any chance of ever getting executive of the year. Despite the fact that every single executive in the league is jealous of you for having LeBron... It's seen as he's making the calls, he's bringing in all the players, so you get LeBron, but you are not taking home the EOY. Yeah, I think you're right. There's there's probably a lot of jealousy jealousy with these uh, sort of votes and who they are or not going to give them to, Tess. Yeah, but I think Lawrence Frank and the Clippers front office did deserve it over uh, the Lakers uh, because they beat them uh, throughout the season. Yeah, you know, forget about you know the superstars. They beat the Lakers at the trade trade deadline when they got the the higher scoring Morris Marcus Morris over Markeith Morris. They got Reggie Jackson while the Lakers were courting Darren Collison, who retired, and so they they beat them. Uh, and and so this is like the Giannis Antetokounmpo storyline of, of MVP. That's what everybody was saying it, during the regular season. They did it, uh, and now it comes out a couple months later. So everybody angry that Giannis wins MVP. Everybody yan- angry uh, for some odd reason that Lawrence Frank wins Executive of the Year. Uh, and I think the NBA is smart. Keep it this way, though. I, I, I know I know we should have it right away, give Giannis the MVP so he doesn't receive this ridicule, but it gets people amped, oh, gets, yeah. the, gets the engagement up. Uh, I think it, it's it's good for chatter. So why the heck not? Gives us something to talk about. Uh, that's that's um, in addition to all these these great games. But uh, I do I do think it it's deserved for Lawrence Frank, uh, a guy with two first names. That's why he went and got Paul George. Great comment there in, in the chat. I, I love a guy with two first names. Love a guy with two. Uh, is there another one off the top of the Chris Paul? It's a weird Kawhi one. Leonard. Leonard, Leonard, Patrick, Leonard. Beverly, Joachim, Noah. These are all Clippers. They all have two first names. Yeah, I see a trend. Beverly. Is Beverly the first name? Beverly. For women. Old yeah, yeah. Yeah. Women. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what's weird about this award? I never thought about it until now. It's executive of the year, so you can give it to like, you can throw your vote at a GM. You can throw your vote at like a, 
a president like Riley, uh, a president of basketball operations like Frey. It's like, it's so open, really. I never really thought about that. It's not just GM. It's like, uh, whoever I think is in uh, charge. See, we need, of the we need two awards. Chain. We need a president of the year yes. and a GM of the see, year and an assistant to the GM of the year as well. I right, think. right, right, right. Okay, really so, spread it around. Yeah. So Frank gets it and uh, cool. Let's take <laughs> one more quick break before yes. Tweet of the Night. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately so i've had documents flying in and out the mailbox a lot of signatures both analog and digital a lot of phone calls a lot of stamps got to get my long-term future straight yeah let me tell you skeets the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones watch your assets with Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, time for Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Some fantastic stuff coming off of Jimmy Butler being exhausted, hitting that shot with about, or getting fouled, I should say, with 45 seconds left, hanging over the end board there. Uh, Josh Bryce. Split screen with Lee Ellis having eaten... Is it, how many bananas did you eat, Lee? <laughs> well, nine, nine for the show, yeah. Nine for the show. You had yeah. three. Oh, you <laughs> can't forget the, the three you had that morning for yeah. some, some strange reason. So, split yeah. screen of Lee hanging over the starter's <laughs> desk with nine banana peels. Uh, the other three are in his compost with Jimmy Butler hanging over the end board. I see no difference. 47 minutes of basketball versus 4,700 milligrams of potassium. And Lee, you overloaded on potassium that day, right? Yeah, I was uh, banana hungover the next day. It was uh, it was crazy. I didn't eat banana for two or three days afterwards. And, um, yeah, <laughs> Your longest it, streak without a banana. Easily, easily, easily. Because I woke up the next day and I have one every morning and I was just like, oh my God, I just don't feel like one at all. And that that, that just lasted a couple of days. Just like a normal, well, hangovers, I guess, don't usually last three days, but uh, this one did. But I'm back on track now, so, you know. <laughs> Since then, you've been doubling up oh, to yeah. make up for the missed days. That's smart. Lee, 
If you're nine nanas deep, you think you could go to the line in a finals game? Four for four from the free throw line? I I would love to take on that challenge, you know, just to see if I could do it. Because where Jimmy's legs were tired, my belly was just heavy and full. So, you know. You want to start a new, like, Twitter challenge, social media challenge? You got to eat nine bananas and see if we can hit four free throws? I don't want to have to eat those nine bananas again, to be honest. That's the challenge, man. You're, yeah. you're doing this show from the great state of Alabama. Did you bring bananas to Bama or did you buy some <laughs> Bama bananas? Uh, we picked some up yesterday, yeah. We picked a few up. A uh, couple, couple of organic ones from a little uh, little grocery shop from here. So, uh, <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. A little Bama banana stand, huh? bananas in Bama Alabama, bananas. yeah. Uh, also, go back to that photo for a second, JD. It doesn't look like you ate those bananas to me every time I see this photo. It looked like you did something else to those bananas. I don't you always, that. You always bring that up bananas. as well. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's so exotic, that photo, in a weird way. It's very, very, very weird. Oh, man. How many do you think you could take down? Uh, wow. In one sitting? Yeah. In, like in half wooden, an hour. In half, half an hour. hour. Yeah. Uh, not nine, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, maybe five, maybe. I don't know. That's a lot of banana. Oh yeah, and they were big. Those were those were yeah, well, <laughs> solid sized bananas. The girth on them was uh, See, rather again, strong. This is what I mean by this photo. <laughs> yeah, can you bring that photo up again? Speaking of girth, the, the beak banana in between Lee's legs there. I mean, it kind of looks like a bird. Uh, the bottom of the banana, you can see his boxers. Uh, yeah. always, I always forget about that part just because he had the uh, yellow <laughs> yeah. tights on. I'm just looking at the shoulders and they yeah. look honestly identical. Look at these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Lee, you Jimmy does bar Incredible yeah. physiques. <laughs> yeah, Lee, that's Lee, how he's Lee able to go 48 jacked. minutes. Barista three. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Got let's, ca- let's call it there. Uh, we will be back on Monday morning, of course, now to recap game six of the NBA Finals, which tips off a little bit earlier on Sunday night on ABC. So join us at 10 a.m. Eastern live here on YouTube on Monday morning. We'll either be talking about the Lakers championship or a game seven, baby. So it's going to be a win win. Go grab yourself some sweet No Dunks merchandise at nodunks.com. And if you haven't already, subscribe to The Athletic and tell them we sent you. Tell them the boys sent you. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks and sign up for just a buck a month. That's incredible. All right, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, nine bananas in half an hour might sound easy, but could be dangerous. Don't try that at home. Embrace the day, people. You could stay. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.